Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the SysTaker Snapshots podcast. I'm Colin Brown, and today I am uh, joined by Richard Polly. Hello there. And Adam Tudy. Hello there. And what we're going to do today is have a bit of a deeper dive into the points changes that came out yesterday, uh, a little more specific in on each faction. So, Rich, you were looking a lot at uh, Galactic Republic and you were excited for the Naboo Starfire. So, what are your initial impressions of the points changes in relation to that faction? So, first things first, pretty much everybody called it, but the um, the V19 torrents have gone down almost across the board, except for the Gold Squadron Trooper. I genuinely don't know if we'll see any more of them in play, because no. comparatively to the, that 25-point massively high-value ship, we're you're still seeing big jumps for kind of minimal usefulness on abilities. Um, so uh, it's it's a bit of an odd one, but, you know, the, the trooper is still going to see, it's still going to have its place in the faction because it's a really, really strong filler ship. I think the biggest surprise to me and to a lot of people in the faction uh, for existing ships was the point reductions on all of the Jedi apart from Anakin. Um, particularly Obi-Wan, who came down, I think, seven points, something like that. Um, So, you know, you're looking at lists that previously you were kind of thinking, oh, it's a bit of a stretch, can I fit some Obi-Wan in, or do I need to take an I-4, or do I need to take, you know, one of the the Force 2 or 2 Force users, and now you can stick Obi-Wan in there as well. So, I mean, that was really good. And then, you know, the arcs have pretty much stayed where they are, and they're still just really solid ships. We're still going to see sinker swarms, uh, and now we've got the added value to sinker swarms of maybe he's being able to to swap uh, Naboo N one in there instead of the second arc, because previously it was like four torrents sinker and then a hundred and fourth battalion. Um, now you could put uh, a Naboo N one in there, so you'd lose some hull, you'd lose some red dice, but you might gain some kind of what's the word versatility. Um, yeah. In in what the in what the list can do, particularly if you put in somebody like an Anakin or you put in somebody like a Padme that can keep people alive for longer. So yeah, uh, there's a bit of stuff. That brings me neatly on to the Naboo N1. My first view of it once I saw the points. So I think they're all still really good. The pilots are all still really good. I find the costing really weird because there are two attack die ships, so you almost need to put something with them to either increase the accuracy of those two dice. So on A-Wings, you can put Advanced Optics. On TIE Fighters, you can put Hull Runner. On the Republic Swarm, you can put um, Sinker. So y- you need to find a way to make them more accurate um, or to make them a three or a four dice gun by putting a torpedo on there. So while they're costed quite cheaply, you've got to think about what you have to put with them in order to make the gun more effective. So one of the things that I did was I looked at Rick Olay, Olay, however you say it, um, who's a you know a great ship. You think you know he's a three dice gun really. He's a he's a three 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 two start line ship if he's moving faster than you. And then you want to put Duke on him because he's getting free evades. Um, you probably want to put collision detector on him so that he can always be doing those really fast moves. Although you might put something like a fire control system on him. And you think, well, put an astromech on him as well. And you put R2A6 on, there's another six points. And then you think, do you know what? He doesn't actually need a torpedo because he can be rolling four dice at range one and three dice otherwise. So I shan't put a torpedo on him. But he's now 61 points instead of 42. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not even thinking about it. 
the other ones like the Handmaidens, Padme, um, and particularly the the, um, the initiative to the Bravo Squadron, they really struggle. You can keep them cheap, but then there are two dice kind of single modded attack if you're lucky, if you don't have to spend your token on defence um, on the way through. They don't have a talent slot, which is a bit sad. I think they got hit on the backswing of the nerf bat as it was coming through to hit phantoms. They kind of went, oh, but we can't have low initiative generics with talent slots. And then even when you look at the named pilots who are a bit more expensive, putting Duke on them at seven points, now you think it should be stapled onto this ship, but I can't really put it on there. So I did think of one list, though, which I think is quite good, but I don't know, and I won't be able to play it for three weeks, so I'll probably have got over it by then, uh, which is th- <laughs> three three Bravo flight officers. Uh, so that's the initiative, two generics. Uh, two of them with uh, proton torpedoes, one of them with plasma torpedoes, uh, and then Obi-Wan Kenobi in an ether sprite with battle meditation. Um, and that comes in at, uh, I can't remember, it's about 198 or 199 points, something like that. And it looks like, you know, they fly in, they take their focus. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi gives two of them a target lock. And then the next turn, he gives another two a target lock um, if you need to. So you're kind of setting up those uh, those big kind of alpha strikes. And then you've got an initiative five Jedi, albeit a two dice gun Jedi, but he's still an initiative five Jedi hanging around at the end. Um, so it looks like a bit of fun. So I'll definitely fly them. As I say, I own three, so um, or I've, I pre-own three. So I, I need a I need a list to do something with. So yeah, that's um, a bit of a, a a bit of a train of thought there. <laughs> Sorry about that verbal diarrhea um, <laughs> about um, about the uh, the Galactic Republic. I think you've hit on a lot of key points. For me, the the Obi Wan change is a is a big one. That really is uh, me as well. I wasn't really expecting them to, to drop him by quite that many points. I wasn't expecting them to drop him at all, if I'm honest. Yeah. So I was just thinking, I flew against um, a chap called Andrew Brennand, who listens to the podcast, at the Crew Hyperspace Trial. And he had two Torrents, two 104th Battalion pilot arcs, and Obi-Wan with Calibrated. And I thought that was quite a cool idea, you know, having Obi-Wan there to feed the focus to the generics. But it was like, oh, it's only calibrated, though. It's hard. And now you can make that list with the 7B config. Mm -hmm. So, like, that kind of thing, I think, is quite cool. I've also written a list that is Obi-Wan with 7B, Luminara with 7B, and then two Bravo Squadron pilots, uh, the N1s. And that's, you know, again, Obi-Wan handing out focus, Luminara reducing attacks coming in, and then the Naboo's with evades. Like, it just seems like a fairly tanky list in a similar vein to the double Jedi, double torrent we've seen going around. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if they're better than the um, than the Gold Squadrons for just 50 points of filler. You, you can only get one ship for 50 points of filler within a buoy, you know, and that's, I think, why the, the torrents are so good. But, I mean, one of the other things that a few people have, sh- uh, have mentioned is that you can now get four named Jedi um, in a list. Um, so with the points reductions, it's, it's possible to get, I think it's... Um, all of the initiative four ones um it's it's n- neither obi-wan nor nor anakin but you can fit four other ones in uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of play and a lot of fun to be had here i think in this faction now um, yeah but, you know they've they've quite aggressively dropped the, the points um on a lot of the different ships um so it, it's going to be interesting i mean one of the things that we, we've not talked about is the 
the Padme Luminara kind of axis of you just can't kill me, um, which, you know, it, it, there's a thought that it's coming back to the, the old three ship rebels from the end of first edition where, you know, you get three ships flying in formation and their you know, kind of defensive stacking is so high that it's virtually impossible to push damage through on them. I don't think it's going to get that bad, but, you know, Padme says you can only change one focus. Luminara gives or creates another focus that you then can't modify. You know, you can you can think that there's a a fair amount of of people that will look at that interaction um, particularly uh, maybe some wave five with the Y-Wings coming in that have got the ability to just not take crits. And you think, you know, you, you might end up in a, a whole different world of Republic Beef. So I'm finding it quite interesting and what they've done. One thing just to mention is the Handmaidens. I think everybody looked at those and thought, I'm going to stick two in a list. And I think it's there are definitely, you, you're going to put one in at 44 points naked. They're as expensive as the, the good named pilots. I think the only person that's more expensive than them is Padme at 45. Everybody else is cheaper than the Handmaidens, even the Initiative 5 Rick Lee with his three dice attack. So they've obviously identified that adding that uh, that evade result onto another ship and that defensive buff is a really, really powerful effect. So um, I expect they'll probably come down in price at some point in the near future. But for now, I'd, I'd be surprised if you saw a pair of those um, with in, in any list, really. Yeah. Uh, the big thing we haven't touched upon is calibrated laser targeting came down a lot. So it's basically halved in price. Yeah. Um, yeah which I honestly... need to when the, the 7B went up. I think it was always the inferior version. You just had to you know, chalk it up and pay the points for the 7B. Whereas now they've, I feel, tried to make a very big difference between you can just get the extra attack dice from your targeting or you can really fork up for this 7B title on, on your aces like Anakin. Is it is it good though? What, the the laser targeting? It's, yeah. it's okay on Anakin, I think. Possibly on Obi-Wan if you're really confident of flying at 5. I think, well, the problem with bullseye stuff is no matter how good you are, there is still just like you. You don't have full control over where your opponent is. No, absolutely. It's basically. I, th- I think of bullseye stuff as like you're going to get this applies thirty three percent of the time ish. And then the real problem for me is that it's adding an eyeball, which is fine if you have the token, and awful if you don't. Like you, you could be, you could have engineered a situation where you get yourself into that thirty three percent of the time. And then just have to spend the focus on defense because they've got something that shoots first. Yeah, it's definitely uh, for stuff that isn't getting shot in the first place. The last thing to talk about is the arcs have come down a little bit, or at least some of them have. So Wolf has dropped a point, Jag and the Squad 7 have dropped a point, and Oddball has dropped three, interestingly, the I 5 one, which I think is, you know, it's. The arcs were pretty good. Like Wolf is okay, so having him come down a point, all of a sudden he's he's a much, well he's not a much more like, temp more tempting ship. It's only a point, but you know it's like, for me it was a toss up. Like, do I take, uh, Mace Windu or do I take Wolf? And now that question is a little bit harder. 
because he is a good ship who's maybe not seeing as much play as he deserves. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the arcs that you're seeing are just sinker with a swarm or you're not seeing an arc. So they've tried to bring the others down to make them more tempting, as you say. Um, I'm not sure it's going to necessarily work as well because the arc still has its fundamental issue that it's it's quite you know slow and bulky and points in one direction and it's quite easy to take advantage of that. It points in two directions, Adam. That's its whole thing. Well, yes, it does. It's just much... Well, not much Which less. Is... It's definitely less of a threat the other way. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. I quite like putting a Palpatine on Wolf. I mean, in theory, at least. I've not actually flown it, but that's the kind of thing that we could see more of. All right, well, that's enough Galactic Republic. Let us move on to Resistance. So this is something that has been close to uh, Maya and Rich's heart. And you've played it a bit as well, haven't you, Adam? Or you're hoping to, at least. I'm going to start playing a bit more of it. Cool. So there's been some big sweeping changes to this faction. And, you know, lots of stuff going up slightly or down slightly. And then one or two big things. I think the first thing to start on for me is Lulo and the rest of the A-Wings. But Lulo going up five to 43 it feels like a pretty big deal what do you think adam yeah it feels enormous to the the 5a list um it really starts to put you in a tricky spot as to how you're going to in conjunction with uh, the other pilots going up as well it really puts you in a tricky spot as to how you're gonna you're gonna fit all of them in um certainly before the list kind of felt like it it didn't have any downsides in in terms of the 5a wings you know, you, you were saying, right, I want to fly five A-Wings. Oh, well, I'll just take all the named ones that I want and give them all advanced optics and heroic. Um, and this is great. Whereas now with the points increases, you're kind of thinking, do I still want Lulo? You know, Lulo's situational third dice attack is... Sorry, situation was not the right word. You can choose to have Lulo be a better dice attack, which is obviously why they've priced them higher, because you can... Be, you can say, okay, I'm just going to focus and, and be an A-Wing this turn. Or on the, the dream turns where you you know boost past somebody and rotate the art backwards, you kind of just go, ha-ha, <laughs> I'm going to murder you now from behind, which is what makes Lulo so great. Um, but they, they've really put the, the tax on that. Yeah. To be honest, I don't think Lulo was that great. Like, he was good for 38 points, but I think for 43... Oh, absolutely. He's just... Yeah. Yeah. I think Even it's probably I'm, too expensive now. I'm kind of... I was really sold on the A-Wings because of Lulo um, and, and the shenanigans. But even I'm kind of like, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just stick with Tally as being my um, five ship and then I'll take the other ones and make you know, make all of them um, better. Um, but they, in this game, they, they very highly prize red dice. You know, we've seen that from just, just the changes to the 7B. Um, so Lulo being able to choose when she has uh, the, the extra red dice rather than the green dice and you being able to say, okay, this turn I'm not being shot, this turn I'm being shot. They've kind of just put a hand out and said, mm, maybe we'd like you to think about this. Yeah. I think a lot of the points changes are like angled at uh, the 5A list. I think that you're still going to get a good 5A wing list. So, for example, the three, five of the Initiative 3 ones with Optics and Crackshot used to be 200 points. That's You just lose the Crackshots now, and you can still fit that in, and that's still good. 
like the crack shots were nice to have, but I think you'll still see some strong A-wing base lists. I think my big problem with Delulo change is he was like, he was just pretty good filler. Uh, you know, you just kind of stick Lulo in, and he'd be he'd be decent for his price. Not amazing, but decent. And now, so a lot of stuff like which we'll get into the Falcon have gone down, and things of other other things have gone down. You're now your good filler piece has gone up so much in price. It kind of makes your list building harder because you can't really put Lulo in there because it just negates the the drops that you've got you've gotten. Yeah, that, that that's what I was just about to say. Come the um. You look at Lulu, and the first thing or it was that if you were making a resistance list, you would kind of go, right, so is there anything that I want to put in this 40 points-ish that hole that I've got? And the rest of resistance seemed to be pointed in a way that left a Lulu-shaped hole in most lists. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like um, resistance fives, you had, you know, you did, did what you like with the other three, and then you had a Lulu-shaped hole. The Venny build that I was running, there was a Ludo-shaped hole in that, which was really handy. And you can swap in another another A-Wing. And I think, and I was thinking about putting Tally in before, um, this kind of forces the hand the, your hand on it. But I think it's been quite canny what they've done, because previously there was no decision about what A-Wing you threw into a list, where now you actually have to think about it. Um, so, you know, I'm actually, rather than looking at Tally, um, for this kind of thing, I'm looking at, is it Greer, the one who always can rotate um, yeah. or Zari Zari as well the one that can bump and still get actions you know they're still really really strong um, pieces particularly for some of the archetypes that we've seen I mean thinking about the Venny list and having Zari always being able to um, do manoeuvres always being able to focus rotate so that you kind of go right well I'll move Venny then I'll move then I'll bump Zari into the side of Venny then I'll focus and rotate my arc to whichever side of me those enemy ships are going to be on so that Venny's ability is always proccing. So it's already got me thinking about other ways to build where previously I was just being lazy and throwing Lulu on there. So I think it's it's a, it's a good move. I'm not entirely happy about it because I loved Lulu, but, you know, he did betray me once. So once <laughs> or twice, I should say. Yeah. So moving on from Lulu, I think the next biggest change has to be Ray. So right. Good. <laughs> Ray has dropped seven points. That's that's more significant than I was expecting. Is it good? It's definitely the shift we were looking for with Ray, just putting her back into the, a competitively priced place. I'm not sure that it is good. I think her ability in second edition is is considerably worse than it was. I think she's she's good now. For the for the seventy three points, I would I would see some lists that experiment with her. I think the issue ultimately with Ray as a pilot, unless she gets ridiculously cheap, is that isn't Ray as a crew just as, as a gunner slot? Sorry, just better. I think it's not that simple. So if you compare Ray and Han Solo, like I think it is quite easy to say, oh, I'm just going to stick Ray Gunner on Han Solo, and that's better. But that is also now twelve points more expensive than just. Ray with nothing on her. And Ray is you know, she can kind of get in there and just nuke stuff. I think if you start trying to build an expensive Falcon and you don't put Finn on Ray, you're probably making a mistake. You should put Ray Gunner on Han. Because Ray just gets she needs Finn for the benefit for her ability, but I don't know. I don't think it's as clean cut as it was. 
I think there's an interesting um, synchronicity between what they've dropped, uh, the points drop on Ray, and some of the new crew costs. So particularly Corsella, who's the one where if you do a blue manoeuvre, you remove all your stress. And one of the things that the Falcon does, particularly if you have the title on it, um, is it gathers stress really, really quickly. So, you know, you can stick Corsella, you can stick the title on it, and you can have a ship that is basically you know, two straight or two banking around the board, pretty much boosting every turn if you need to. Um, doesn't really matter because next turn you're going to remove all your stress. So, you know, you can do a boost, you can do a rotate, you can do whatever you need to do um, to get your ship in the position you need it to be in um, and then not worry about that stress. And that crew member is really quite powerful and is giving, giving Ray an awful lot of options. So, I mean, I, I think I ran a, a naked Ray with um, a couple of other ships um, for a little bit and she was, you know, a powerful kind of three dice gun with, you know, double mods sometimes. Um, but I think that this is going to just take her up the next level because she become an awful lot less predictable um, in how she moves. Yeah, um, the crew very, gets very past the, it gets past the core problem with the the chassis, yeah. with the red boost, red rotate, terrible dial. Yeah. Now all that stuff isn't that much of an issue. Like you can still four forward and boost, or you can three sloop and boost or three sloop rotate so on and so forth so yeah a lot of the crew are are exciting we have to talk about resistance leia because she's 19 points my impression of leia so like she's two crew slots so she's going on ray or she's going on the resistance transport if you look at leia she's 19 the title and uh what she called corsella the one we were just talking about is 11 so for eight points less, I think on Ray in particular, you're doing the same job but cheaper. So I don't see the value in her there. Do you think there yeah. are places? Do you disagree that she is more valuable there or that there are places she will fit? I don't think you would want to waste your two crew slots on Ray or on a on a resistance Falcon if you're putting actual points into it and turning it into a Leia carrier. So I think that the only place we're going to see her is on um, the resistance transport with a couple of, like a couple of other upgrades on it, and and you know have her turning circles in the corner, basically being a, a, a like a, a battery pack for everybody else. Um, I mean, she is powerful because it's not just the ability; she's also got a force, and it's a coordinate as well. Um, so you know, there's a lot of kind of flexibility in how you use her. Um, I do think they've overcosted her a little bit, and I'll be surprised if we see her in play mostly because the other crew options for resistance are now so strong. Um, it's kind of, if you look at the, um, the the problem that Empire had with their crew for a long time, which was, um, you know, that they, they all cost loads. And if you're going to spend that much on a crew member, why would you not just take Palp? Um, because he's better. Um, so, you know, there was just one crew that ever really saw play um, in first edition in, in, in Empire. Um, and then, I think this is going to be the same problem. She's really, really, really good. And they know she's really good. So they've been really cagey with how they've priced her rather than having another Leia meta coming straight back off the Leia meta that we've just had. <laughs> you know, if, if every single resistance list, you know, if she was, say, 12 points or 14 points or even less than that, um, if every single resistance list had Leia Organa in it sitting uh, and that developed a meta... Last thing to mention for resistance, just some of the T70s have gone down a point. 
I mean, nothing big, but I'm quite looking forward to try and make some kind of resistance mess, you know, with resistance transports, transport pods, X, A wings, and T 70s. So that's fun. But now that's enough for resistance. Uh, the last faction for today, uh, the Rebels. So we talked about some of the big hits on the Rebels yesterday in terms of what's gone up a lot. So now we need, I think it's probably fair, we should try and talk about what's gone down a little and if what people are finding maybe exciting about list building with the Rebels. Uh, is anything left out at you, Rich? One thing to point out is that just because they've nerfed a lot of the stuff in Rebels doesn't mean that the archetypes that we've seen have gone away. If you put Cassian and Braylon in a list with Leia, um, that's a lot more expensive than it used to be, but it's still a solid foundation of a four-ship build. So, you know, that's... While they've been nerfed to an extent, I don't think we've seen the end of, of four-ship Rebels. I don't think we've seen the end of Braylon and, and Cassian because that combination between those two ships is still so powerful. Um, it's still going to see play. Um, of course, we might just get the knee-jerk reaction that happens sometimes after... Um, after points changes or nerf switches that everybody just screams and stops playing the thing because it's not as good as it used to be, um, even though it's still pretty good. Um, in terms of things that actually went down in cost, the big thing that jumped out at me was um, K-Wings, and in particular, everybody's favourite version one ship, Miranda Donny. Um, she's now 43 points, um, which is uh, getting into the range of, um, you know, I might just keep her. Um, and put her in as a as a ship that has um, potentially infinite regen. Um, you know, it, it's it's if not shielded now, so you know you can still start to push damage onto her. But it's very much like R two D two crew. Um, is once you lose all your shields, you can then start regening a shield a turn. So as an end game piece, is potentially very powerful. So that was the the big one that jumped out, as well as Sedge Tukatu, who again is is one of those utility pieces where. He's probably not as good as benthic two tubes at doing pretty much the same job. And it's he's cheaper probably, now. Yeah, he is cheaper now. And I've flown him a bit in the past, and he's great for you know serving focus tokens to other ships. So it'll be interesting to see um, if, if either of those two jump into any of the big medalists um, that Rebels come out with. Yeah, another thing that's dropped is the arcs. So Nora, which is the one that really saw play, has stayed the same, but Shara's gone down three. Garvin and Ibtisim have gone down two. I don't think that's a particularly exciting change, but it does just mean, I think, that you might now consider an arc over taking a B-Wing, yeah. which I don't think you would have before. They're now back into a similarly priced point where, you know, as you say, you might consider that maybe you don't want to deal with all the stress nonsense that, that B-Wings go through without uh, your, your efficient layer so maybe the arcs instead they you know they've got a bit of health they've got some some fairly decent abilities garbandrius again giving focus yeah they just what? need some kind of linked action or something they just they're a little bit weak just with a three dice focus i think for yep. the price what do you think about e-wings column i love e-wings so my my opinion isn't yeah, so my opinion isn't going to be based on reason, but the Nave Squadron going down to 52 and the Rogue Squadron going down to 54, like, it is tempting. At some point, the Ewings, with, you know, getting a lock 
from far out with their ship ability and then rolling in with a double modded attack on turn on the first engage like that will be good at a certain point you know we're getting there <laughs> have we reached that point yet that's the question like i think maybe a nave squadron escort now is a qu- just a quarter of your list mm-hmm. you know maybe especially with points going up other places like i have i've flown the nave squadrons just like in fun games and like they're okay so with everything else getting worse and Coming in with a target lock isn't the end of the world at the end, you know, is it? Like, it's pretty good. And especially now that plasma torpedoes are coming, potentially there. Yeah, um, that's actually a good... It's a good place to jump in and talk about plasma torps. Just because they seem good. <laughs> yeah. For nine points. Yeah, when when the interaction was explained to me, that, that seems pretty mental. Um, yeah, so for anyone who's they... not sure, because it had to be explained to me as well, mm-hmm. is... Uh, you lose the shield when the attack hits, and that is before damage is dealt. So, for example, you can't if you shoot at something, say with two shields, you definitely strip a shield first. There's no chance you can waste the damage by like all three hits going through, and you don't do the shield. If that makes sense. So there, there are a lot more. Their effect is going to go off a lot more than, yeah, they would yeah. otherwise. It's almost. Sorry, go on, Adam. I was just going to say, it's almost like a surrogate four-dice attack. Because that was the thing that jumped out at me when they were initially just spoiled. Uh, was that, oh, there, there are three-dice munition, and they're probably not going to be all that great. But now that I know that interaction with the when-it-hit wording, it, it basically, as long as you have to shoot at a shielded ship, obviously, but it basically is just that fourth-dice attack that, as if they put, just put down a hit, which is really good. Yeah. Poor old Ray. We were just talking about it getting better, and then these come along. These will feed on big ships. But yeah, they they seem good. Other stuff for Rebels. Kyle has come down three points. Yeah, the Hawks in general came down. Um, and that could, yeah, they all did. you know. Like, Kyle, Kyle was the only one, really. Well, Jan was quite good, I suppose, but... Kyle coming down three feels significant. Again, he's coming down to being around a quarter of your list-ish, which feels about right for him. Yeah, I mean, you've got to look at the Hawks in, in context that the Moldy Crow is still 18 points. So, yeah. you know, if, if you want to put the, the three dice primary on it and the focus storing on it, you've, you've still got to pay that premium. It, all of the Hawks went down, I think, apart from Paylob in Scum. Um, so all, all the Scum yeah. ones did as well. It, it's an interesting thought because those Hawks, um, Kyle and Jan, um, were part of a lot of the Rebel squads that we saw in early version 2, um, pre-first points change, um, and they were pushed out because the, the cost went up. So there was a lot of four-ship four Rebel squads that were based around um, either Jan or Kyle. And then, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was Sabine in the attack shuttle and Wedge or Luke and then another ship, like maybe a Lieutenant Blount or something, or a filler ship. But there was a lot of lists like that flying around the place towards the early days. And, and seeing the cost of the Hawk come down, I do wonder if um, if there'll be some more janky rebel list building coming than the, the pure efficiency that we've seen for the last few months. Yeah, possibly. I think, well, hopefully... Because uh, I have to admit, looking at Rebels, I have found myself to be a little bit uninspired. They just yeah, don't seem to have that much going for them. 
there's there's cooler stuff in other factions you know yeah. there's, there's newer cooler stuff at the minute rebels have just got you know well what can i do with this new upgrade that's available this new generic upgrade like plasma torps or angle deflectors or whatever that's going to be available to everybody uh, where the other factions have all got you know new ships they've got you know new interactions they've had massive points changes um massive positive points changes where the rebels that well the impact on rebels this time around has been mostly focused on you know they've nerfed this they've nerfed that they've massively increased the points on this thing or that other thing um so it might just take a little while before you know cleverer people than me come up with something you know truly amazing in rebels i guess the question is whether we're going to bother um or if we're just going to move on to the other factions where the, the good stuff is more obvious only time will tell and that is all the time we have for this episode it's a bit of a longer than usual one. This is it is an exciting time for exiting with the new points going out. But for today, that is us. We'll be back tomorrow talking about the naughty factions. Uh, so goodbye from Rich. Goodbye. Goodbye from Adam. Goodbye. That's goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everyone. 